What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Well, good morning there, Permission Nation. This is Charles Speck host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. It is great to be with you today. I'm actually recording this episode from a hotel room in Arizona, in uh, Arizona State University, around the campus. And I'm looking out onto the actual stadium, and it's actually beautiful, wonderful landscape, very interesting. And so if the audio quality isn't maybe what you're normally used to, that's because I've got a lapel mic that I'm using today to record this. But, hey, even if the sound quality isn't perfect, hopefully the content is going to be helpful. And that's what we're looking for. Helpful rather than perfect. And so the topic of today's episode is going to be talking about two things kind of generally, but one thing specific. And that is, first, the messaging. What is the messaging that you use when you're doing your cold calling? But really, the primary topic of the episode today is how to cold call in order to set more appointments. How can you cold call to set more appointments or how to better cold call to set more appointments? And so let's get a virtual raise of hands here. Raise your hand if you love to pick up a telephone and call prospects for an hour or two hours a day. Now, I would suspect probably not too many of us love using the telephone, but it frankly is very useful and it's helpful and it works. But it works for those who actually have a really good process and a script. So a couple of things. One, when I first got into the insurance business, really there wasn't, uh, so this was back in the year 2000, there really wasn't email marketing, if you will, from the standpoint like we have it today. There definitely wasn't uh, social media and LinkedIn. Um, There was a telephone call, a telephone. When I got into the business, there was my office, you know, the agent's principal was like, there you go, there's a telephone book. Uh, There's a telephone, good luck kid, set some appointments. And so I basically was dialing for dollars. Now, I actually think that I'm pretty good at cold calling, and it's because prior to actually being in the insurance business, I was a debt collector. I worked for a collection agency in Beverly Hills, California, and I was the assistant branch, uh, branch manager of this particular large collection agency. And essentially what I did for eight to nine, ten hours, if I did overtime, was talk to people on the telephone and try and get them to pay their bill. You know how hard it is to actually persuade somebody to pay the dentist who didn't like what the dentist actually did, or to get somebody to pay a bill that they haven't even thought about in the last two or three years? It does require a certain amount of persuasion. And I would tell you that probably for the first two or three weeks of being a debt collector on the telephone was probably one of the more difficult things I've ever done in the business world. 
because I got yelled at, I got cursed at, I probably would have got spit on if they were face to face, I got rejected, hung up on nonstop. And I would say for those first two or three weeks, the thing that I dealt with and I, that I probably struggled with was that rejection. I struggled with the rejection. Why are they doing this? Why are they cursing at me? They don't even know me. Why do they hate me? Why are they calling me names? Why are they hanging up on me? A constant rejection over and over and over. And then finally, probably after about that two or three week period, I sort of like stopped. I was like, do I really want to do this? I mean, I, there was a lot of money that was being made and I know that I was helping people collect the receivables, but I started to realize that these people aren't rejecting me. They're rejecting the moment. They're rejecting the stress. I'm calling at the wrong time. And so I had to figure out different ways to actually do this and to be more persuasive. And I would tell you that the vast majority of insurance agents sort of need to do the same thing as well. That you need to, be get, to become more persuasive on the telephone. Your messaging has a lot to do with it. But also, are you smiling when you come across? Are you standing up when you're actually making your calls? Are you energetic? Or are you coming across as like this lame duck who really doesn't have a lot of energy and doesn't believe in his or her message in the first place? So all of these things come into play when you're trying to figure out how to actually cold call better in order to set more appointments. Everybody is going to need to use the telephone at one point in time. Whether that is calling a prospect uh, just for the first time ever, absolutely cold, or if you're using the telephone, maybe after you've already sent a sequence of emails, maybe already after you have made an attempt on social media, you're going to be using the telephone at some point, and cold calling works. Let me dispel the myth right away. Cold calling still works. It will continue to work. It works very, very well for those who actually do it. But there are many times in which I am speaking with an insurance agent and I do not necessarily recommend that they do a whole lot of cold calling. Or certainly that cold calling isn't their first or second approach. Because some people, frankly, aren't just very good on the telephone. Let's just be serious. Some people are not very good communicators. Many insurance agents are not very good communicators. They might not be very good verbally on the telephone. And so they still have to use the telephone. It just might not be the second thing or certainly not the first, maybe not even the third thing. Maybe it becomes the fourth thing that they actually begin using. We start to look at other, other strategies and technologies rather than cold calling. But cold calling absolutely works. If you do not have cold calling right now in your prospecting, strategy, you are losing out. I want you to think about it this way. Prospecting works really well when you are, you are communicating to somebody in the time and the platform that they feel comfortable with. Many of your prospects do not necessarily want to be um, prospected to via email. They don't respond that way. Many of them certainly do not want to be prospected on social media. They do not respond that way. Many of them might not want to have you walk into their office unexpected, a stranger, and so they don't want to be communicated to in that way. Every single one of them is different. Some of them absolutely do want to talk on the telephone. That's going to be the first way that they actually respond. There are others who respond very well to email. The thing is, is that if you look at it from this perspective, you're prospecting, let's just assume, for example, that um, you do cold calling. Cold calling is your thing. Let's say that you get a 5% return on your cold calling, which would be high, okay? But let's just say that you get that. 5% of the people respond really well. So out of 100 phone calls that you make, you might set five appointments, okay? 5% return. 
Well, if you also then do email and you get a 5% return on your email, and you also do social media and you get a 5% return, then what you're doing is you've got now got a 15% return on your prospecting, whereas if you only did cold calling or you only did email or you only did social media, you'd only have a 5% return. So the thing that I'm saying about this is that, that your prospects will respond in the platform and the time in which it is most comfortable and convenient to them. And many of your prospects respond very well to telephone calls. So here's the thing. What are you going to say to somebody? How do you actually do that cold call? I refer to this as the C3. Cold call carrot. It's what your messaging is. It's what you're going to actually say to your prospect when they pick up the phone. And no doubt we're probably going to have many episodes into the future which talk about gatekeepers and just the, uh, the brainstorming behind the strategy of cold calling, when to do it, what to say, what not to say, what to offer, and so forth. But, but there's a lot of those things to think about. There's a few things here that I want to talk about specifically. And one of them is that you need to leave voice messages. If you're not leaving voice messages, you need to start. It is a point of communication. Certainly, if you haven't had a chance to speak to, obviously, the decision maker yet, you want to be able to leave that voice message so that at least, even if they're going to delete it and not return it, that they have heard your name, they have heard your voice, you have that point of connection. Now, the thing is, is that your messaging needs to be really clear. It needs to be concise. It needs to be narrowed down so that you are really focused because cold calling is prospecting and prospecting is a numbers game. Selling insurance is a relationship game. Once you're at the appointment, that's different. How you actually respond to somebody face-to-face -face in a sit-down appointment is different. That is much more relational. Selling insurance is a relationship business. Prospecting is a numbers game. You need to be able to do more cold calls in an hour. You need to be able to send more emails in a day or a week, more LinkedIn connections, more social media strategy. The prospecting needs to be concise. And so I would tell you that on average, you should probably be able to do about 15 phone calls, 15 cold calls in an hour at a base minimum. If you're not really talking to anybody and you're just leaving voice messages, you'll probably be able to knock out about 25 on a high end. So I would say that on average, you're probably going to do somewhere right around 20 phone calls in an hour time block. If you're just doing one call after another, boom, 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 boom. And I would tell you, do not do discovery in between. Don't be checking out their website. Don't be checking out their social media. You should have a list right in front of you so that when you're doing an hour of cold calling, you're doing an hour of cold calling. You talk, you leave a message, you hang up, you immediately dial the next one. You talk, you might leave a message, you immediately dial the next one. You are working through it. It is a numbers game. One of the main problems I see why insurance agents don't get a lot of value out of the time that they spend doing their cold calling is because their messaging, frankly, is terrible. Their messaging is terrible. Here's what many of them say. Hi, Jane. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, I'm an insurance agent with ABC Insurance Agency um, located here in you know, uh, Boontown, California. And we have been in, in, in the insurance business since 1972. We've got a lot of great people that work at our agency, and we have a lot of great appointments. We're really good at servicing our clients, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever actually said that? If you have, please smack your hand 
and stop that nonsense right now? Because nobody wants to hear that. I don't want to hear anybody who's calling me prospecting on a telephone just to start talking about all different stuff about themselves and their company. I don't want to hear it, and your prospect doesn't want to hear it as well. Please listen to me that when it comes to the telephone and email and everything else, but certainly when it comes to the telephone, they get lots and lots of calls. They might get a dozen to a couple of dozen of calls per week from an insurance agents, from insurance agents, let alone everybody else who's calling them, the copy repair man, uh, the social media marketing company, um, a company that wants to sell them pens and napkins and promotional items. I mean, they're getting, they're getting advertisements, phone calls, prospects, prospecting uh, calls all the time. You need to be able to stand out from the crowd. And so the thing is, is that do not waste your time. Do not waste their time talking about just general type stuff. Get into it. You should be able to give your absolute pitch that at the end you ask a question where you're expecting a yes or a no to it. You're asking to have an appointment at a specific time. Does that time work for you? Be quick about it. The quicker your messaging is, the more calls you'll be able to make in an hour. If you can make 24 calls rather than 18 calls, when you begin to compound that hour after hour after hour, you're going to have done a significant more amount of prospecting calls in your prospecting time. You will have more appointments. You will sell more insurance. What I'm trying to really tell you here is that if you can get your messaging concise, you can bring it down, shrink it, if you will, into a very concise time block, you are probably going to end up writing a lot more business and make more money. If you continue on with a very general sort of talking about yourself and hoping that you're going to say something that sparks interest and your conversations, you know, start talking about two or three minutes before you even really get into it, you're not going to make a lot of money and you're probably not going to have a lot of good results. And so I would tell you that most agents who don't get the results that they want out of cold calling, it's usual because they don't actually have very good scripting. They don't have the right message. What do you actually say when you're doing your cold calling? What is the message that you actually give to your prospect? Is it something that's going to lead them to make a decision to say, yes, I will sit down with you and spend an hour of my life talking about insurance because of something that you're saying right now to me. Listen, you are a stranger on a telephone call asking to talk about something that they're probably not really that interested in, insurance. And you want to meet with them for an hour of their life during the eight hours of their business. That's a big ask. And so whatever you say, it better be good. It really needs to be impressive. You need to impress them with whatever your script is, your cold call carrot, that carrot. You know those um, cartoons, maybe you've ever seen a cartoon or a movie or something like that where somebody's riding a donkey and the donkey just won't go, just doesn't want to go. And then you have somebody like holding a stick and out on the stick there's a string and on the string there's a carrot. And the carrot is dangling out there in front of the donkey and the donkey wants that carrot. So it just starts walking towards the carrot because it's trying to get to it. And so the person finally gets the donkey to do what they want to do by holding out the carrot in front of them. That's the cold call carrot. That's what we're doing. We're holding out, we're dangling something out in front of the prospect to get them to do what we want them to do. The C3, the cold call carrot. That is your message. What is your message? Here is an example of a very good message. And no doubt, as an insurance agent, whether you are 
an independent insurance agent, a captive, uh, maybe you're somebody that you know is just thinking, even thinking about getting in the insurance business, no doubt you have heard this script before. It goes something like this. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Ever heard that one? Yes, that particular organization, that company, Geico, thank you, Geico, that is a great script. You know what? They make multiple millions of dollars every single year. They have thousands and thousands of policyholders because of that particular script. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. You know why it's good? Let's break it down for a minute. 15 minutes. It tells me about how long this is going to take of my life. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. 15% or more. Okay, so now I can actually figure out how much I can actually spend, or how much I can save, rather, in the 15 minutes of my life if I want to do this. I can do the internal calculations. Okay, I've got three cars, and you know, they're $1,200 a piece, $1,500. Okay, that's going to save me, you know, that's going to save me three, $400. Great. Uh, that's worth 15 minutes of my life. And then also the issue of car insurance. It says exactly what it's about. 15 minutes will save you 15% or more on car insurance. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. car insurance. Okay. So I'm not just talking about renters. I'm not talking about homeowners. I'm not talking about business insurance. Just that amount of money on that. And so they know who their prospect is. Their script is based upon the type of policyholder or client they want. They're not going after the high net worth. High net worth, that script doesn't really resonate with a high net worth type of customer. It resonates with the type of clientele or policyholder that I would say is closer to living sort of paycheck to paycheck where 15% or more on their car insurance is going to be definitely something they are willing to do, to go online to do something, to call a stranger on the other end, talk to somebody at Geico about insurance, right? Now, you and I know that it's probably going to take a whole lot more than 15 minutes, and it might not be 15%. All of that's set aside. Forget about that. For many people, it obviously does. It might be 15 minutes or less. It might be 15% or more. No doubt it probably is for a number of different policyholders. The thing is, is that it resonates. It resonates. It hits a chord. It strikes a chord that that person who's listening says, I want to do that. I'm willing to do that. It doesn't work with everybody, but it works with a lot. And so what is your cold call carrot? I would tell you that your cold call carrot needs to be like a coin. I want you to picture in your mind a quarter. A quarter has two sides, has the heads and the tails. If a quarter only had one side, the heads, and there wasn't anything underneath, there wasn't a tails, you would probably say, that's fake. That's a counterfeit. There's something wrong with it. Every quarter that I can see has heads and it has a tails. And so I want you to think about your messaging, your scripting, as something that has a double-edged sword, something that has two sides, 
the heads and the tails. We're not going to get too far into scripting here uh, and messaging, but we definitely have to talk about it because cold calling is about your messaging. Your script, I would say, is going to work out really well if it has two sides of the coin. One of those sides better be about price. The other side of that coin better be something that really resonates, that, stand, that, that makes you stand apart from your competition, where the person who is listening to you says, that's for me, some kind of service. So one side of your script needs to be price. The other side needs to be service related. And the reason is because, look, you're talking to somebody who doesn't know you. You're talking to somebody who you probably have never met before. You have just a few moments, a few seconds, to say something that resonates. And again, we're talking about insurance, something they don't know much about. The one thing that they do know about is price. They understand how much they're paying. And they might, they might need something, some particular service that is a problem and angst that they have, maybe that their agent hasn't given them, or maybe that they don't even know they need. So you're trying to get them with a double-edged sword so that if the price doesn't, doesn't resonate, maybe the service will. Or if the service doesn't resonate, maybe the price will. And so I work with agents to try and help them figure out what does that script going to look like. This cold call script, the C3, it works in email and what as well. Whatever that script is that you're going to say, it should be almost exactly the same thing that you would put in an email. That script is what you would put in a LinkedIn message. That script is what you would say to something, uh, say to someone at a networking event. That script, that cold call carrot, is what you would say if you did a walk-in visit and you were talking to your prospect. That script is what you're going to say to the gatekeeper who answers the telephone. It's also what you're going to say to the person initially when they are the decision maker. It doesn't matter. It is your thing. And you really need to throw it all out there. And you give them almost everything you can possibly offer. Because if they reject that, I don't know what else you can do. But it needs to be price sensitive based upon what is the absolute best case scenario. And what is the service that separates you from all the rest of the competition. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what your price offering needs to be. You need to figure that out. But I usually say go from a worst-case scenario to a best-case scenario. Imagine they're with the absolute worst insurance carrier that's out there. Maybe they're with surplus lines. Um, that is with like the, the most expensive carrier that's out there with terrible terms. You come in with the hottest insurance carrier on the market. Um, your rates are going down and so forth. How much less expensive could that be? I would tell you that that is a really good place in which to start in regards to figuring out what your potential price percentage could be. Also, if you were to renegotiate with the underwriter and kind of drive down the pricing a little bit more, how much additional could you actually get it off? That's going to help you understand a little about what the best case scenario is going to be because you're probably calling on these accounts and you don't know which carrier they're with. You don't even know how big they are. You don't know anything about their losses. You don't know anything about their nature of operations. You don't know if they are um, you know, a moral hazard or if they are a very reputable organization. You just don't know. And so I say go into the cold call or any kind of prospecting with a worst case to best case scenario. And so it might be 55%. It might be 35%. It might be 12%. Whatever your percent is, you better figure it out. I mean, the higher, obviously, the better. You want to be um, ethical and say something you feel probably could be a best-case scenario. I would say it probably would work better having an odd number, 37%, rather than, say, like maybe like a 30%. Um, figure out what your price is, because that's probably the thing that's going to resonate more than the service initially. Just telling you it is. A lot of agents say, oh, well, I don't sell on price. Yes, you do. 
You absolutely do. You sell on price plus something. You absolutely do. Nobody builds a book of business by being more expensive than their competition. Doesn't happen. You need to come in, if not always, very often, as a competing agent. You need to come in with, more than likely, the most competitive quote that's out there, if they're going to give you the time of day. Unless there is just some like, gaping hole of coverage in what they have that you're actually supplying, unless that's true, you need to be very, very competitive, if not less expensive than the incumbent. Unfortunately, that's the way that it works. And so people who tell me they don't sell on, on price, I understand what they're trying to say. I just don't buy it. It's price plus something. It's price plus the service that you're going to offer. It's what you offer as an agency. It's your risk management, your safety, your workers' compensation claims uh, management. It's all of that. That's the service. That's price plus something. That's why I'm saying your messaging should have two sides. The heads and the tails, a double-edged sword. You get them with both. You're going to be slashing both ways, and hopefully you're going to resonate with something that you say. And so, as an example... On my consulting company, when I work with insurance buyers, my basic script is that I help insurance buyers lower their total insurance costs by up to 55% annually. And you can even keep your current agent by doing it. That's what my script is. I help insurance buyers lower their annual insurance costs by up to 55% or more. And you can even keep your current agent if you wanted to. The reason why I say 55% is because to date, that's how much I've saved my largest, uh, that's the most that I've saved one of my clients so far, 55%. So that's my actual real world number. That might be how you come up with yours as well. I mean, if somebody was paying 200 grand and you came in at $100,000, up, you're 50% less expensive. That might be what you would say, up to 50% less expensive. Look, you look in the mirror and you, you figure out what you feel comfortable with. I'm not here to try to be you know, the, the ethical king and tell you this or that. You have to decide what you feel comfortable with. But your price is going to resonate with the buyer that you don't know yet. Once you're sitting down in an appointment, it's relational. It's different. Prospecting is a numbers game. How many can you do? What can you say? All of that to spark that interest so that they're willing to meet with you. It, I will also, as we talk about a lot of different things, as I work with my clients, it needs to be micro-niched. You're calling on specific type of an account that you can generate services to so that it will resonate with them. You have that price amount, right? Uh, this is basically what your script could sound like it's quick, it's easy, it allows it to be concise, and allows you to move through so that you are making more calls per hour than maybe you normally do. So I'll use this as an example of, say, I'm going to just say a plumbing subcontractor, okay? Hi, Bob. My name is Charles. I actually represent an insurance program for plumbing subcontractors. It's about 37% less expensive right now than many of the other insurance carriers out there running plumbing subcontractors. And so I don't know exactly how much you're paying for insurance, but let's say, for example, you're paying $100,000 for your typical insurance as a plumbing subcontractor. My program could potentially be saving you $37,000 every single year in the program. 37000 this year, 37000 next year, and so forth. And so that's why I want to come and meet with you on Tuesday at 9 a.m. to see if I can begin qualifying you for my insurance program and the potential of 37% savings. But listen, not only do I have something that can save you that amount of money up to 37%, but we also have 
a specific program that works with plumbing subcontractors to help you find the better employees that are out there. This is something that is proprietary to our organization. It is specific to the plumbing industry, and we have set it up so that we can attract the right employees that are in your geographic area to get them to come work for you, and that they will help you retain the better employees. And so we are very much focused in plumbing subcontractors. That's why I want to come and meet with you on Tuesday at 9 a.m. to see if I can begin qualifying you in the program for the potential of the 37% savings, as well as help you find your next best employee. Does Tuesday at 9 work for you? That's what the script needs to be. You can even see from that standpoint, I didn't even tell you which agency I'm from, because they don't care. They don't care about your agency. They don't care about you. They don't care about your team members. It's what are you going to do for us? What can you provide for us? They don't care how long you've been in business. They don't care about any of that. You just need to be able to have a cold call carrot, a script, a message that actually resonates with them. Now look, there's other ways to do cold calling as well. There are lots of different scripts that you can use. And I would say that the script is probably something that you're going to work on, you're going to tweak, you're going to use different scripts over the course of time. But that particular script that I just used, it resonates with people because it'll help them to see what the what the outcome is, the potential of 37%. It helps them to see that it's something specific for them, plumbing subcontractors, and it helps them with another main issue, a problem that they have, is that they can't find good employees. They can't find maybe even employees. And so if they're not gonna meet with me because they're interested in saving money on their insurance, they're probably gonna meet with me because I can help them with a problem they have in their business. You see, heads and tails, double-edged sword. If they don't meet with you for one reason, they're probably going to meet with you for another reason. And once you're there at the appointment, then it's all about relationship. But prior to that, it's a numbers game. Cold calling is a numbers game. And you better have the right numbers. How many you're actually making in an hour? What is the actual percentage that you're saying that you can help them in regards to cutting their insurance costs? That's the thing they can understand. Unfortunately, most agents do a very poor job at their actual prospecting. Their messaging really is not on point. Now listen, there is so much more that goes into actual prospecting and doing cold calling and your scripting and your messaging. That is just really sort of the a feeling of the, the, the surface of it all. But I want to tell you that if you could become, if you could get better at prospecting on cold calls, prospecting with your messaging, 1% every day, 1% every day, in four months you'd be 100% better at prospecting. If you could just get 1% better at scripting, at cold calling per week, then a year from now you'd be 52% better at prospecting. It's a numbers game. Prospecting is a numbers game. And how do you cold call? In order to get more appointments, you got to have the right messaging, the right script. It needs to be a double-edged sword, heads and tails, price plus a service that differentiates you from the competition. And if you do that correctly, you will have no shortage of appointments. And when you have the right appointments, it's a it's a relationship game going forward. You focus on the broker of record letter. If you're going to go through a quoting process, you quote with the right carriers. All of that comes into play in regards to positioning. And at the end of the day, it's all about competitive dethronement.
My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I help and train insurance agents on how to build a $1 million or more book of business. This is the Millionaire Producer Podcast. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.